0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: And that would be now, because we are back, the Madden Boys, a.k.a. TMV. We are here. Football season is here. Preseason has begun. Hall of Fame. You name it. We are we are rolling. Love football. Favorite sport. I don't, I don't even want to talk basketball. I don't know why they're still talking basketball on all the shows. I don't understand it, to be honest with you. It's over. I mean, I know it's probably like their season runs like 27 months straight or some craziness, Um, but it's not now. (laughs) You know, it's not now. So who cares? Deal with it when it gets here. Maybe, you know. Um, I don't want to talk baseball because their season runs 27 years. And, you know, let's get to the playoffs. And then maybe, you know, I'll I'll listen baseball. But right now, it's all about NFL. It's all about football. And,
0: man.
1: Do we have a lot to talk about. Oh my God! I, 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 I don't even, you know, when you don't do a show for it. By the way, by the way, in case you don't know who I am, in case you've been living under a rock, in case this is, you know, maybe it's your first time tuning into the Madden Voice. It is me, Commissioner T, the omniscient one. I'm the one hosting, and I've got a full crew tonight. I'll be bringing those guys on moments. And- momentarily, but you know when you haven't done a show in so many months, there's so much you can talk about and it, 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 because football has become I have in my lifetime have watched football go from February Super Bowl well sometimes it was January, whatever Super Bowl January, February Super Bowl and then and then a couple of weeks of talking about the Super Bowl and then nothing till the draft. I mean nothing. And then the draft, you talk about the draft a little bit, and then nothing till training camp. I mean, football, you know, that's what it used to be. Now, it's 12 months out of the year. I mean, realistically, we could do a show every 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 night. We could do a show 365 days out of the year, take holidays off. That's how much goes on in the NFL. Um, but since we don't get paid to do that, <laughs> we ain't going to do that. But we are going to do a show now every Tuesday night, right up until. Super Bowl give it take one or two here depending on work schedules and all of that so get ready to run this ride with the fellas the hosts the co-hosts the four co-hosts of TMV let me start with this guy right here from Bristol lives down uh greater Atlanta area and uh, a very very smart young man if I do say so myself and uh, you know train calls in the voice of reason I just call him my younger brother JB Welcome to the Madden Voice
0: Yeah, It's been a
2: long time I'm getting compliments already I appreciate you sir Glad to be back Ready to rock and roll
1: Ready to roll, I like it This guy here is a brother Probably on his fourth stint as a host of the Madden Voice Um, You know, huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan Uh, Recently moved so you know, be interested to hear how he likes living in in uh, his new environment. Uh, great, great guy, smart guy. Just one problem—he's a Trump supporter.
0: Other than that, he's
1: okay. We we can we can work with him. We can work with him. We can. If you ever want to see what he looks like, go to go to YouTube. Google uh, Mad Nation season four. Uh, he's a little younger. <laughs> he's a little thinner now. Um, but yeah, you, know, you can still see—he's still there. You know, you can still look through that and you can see him. And, uh, you know, he's our brother. You know, we love him anyway, even though sometimes he loses his way. But that's okay. K-Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. Okay, you may want to take yourself off mute, K-Star. Because if you're talking, we can't hear you. K-Star? Crickets. All right. Has called. He'll be calling back in. Must have had a bad connection. That great introduction I give him, and it's wasted. Ah. All right, last but not mm-hmm. least, next to me, the longest-running co-host of the Madden Voice. This is a guy who I used, to, I used to be in the car driving to and from work, and we would talk football. And then I said to him one day, man, this is a lot of good stuff that's being wasted in this car, man. You need to come on to Madden Voice. He'd come on, man, and coast the show with me. And this guy said, well, T, let me think about it. And he got on the show, and he realized he was actually pretty good at it. <laughs> and, man, this guy and I have shared some highs and some lows, some ups and some downs. I consider him one of my best friends, and it's funny because we've never met in person. Go figure. But one of these days, it's going to happen. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. What up, T? <laughs> I appreciate
0: that, man. Trans Woo. in the house.
2: Yes, sir. Little Big Brother Jay and and Welcome. K-Star, a.k.a. Trump supporter. <laughs>
1: I think hey, we got K-Star me? back. Yeah, I think we got you back, K-Star. All
3: right. Um, I got to say, if, if, well, first of all, I have a contention with, with quote-unquote Trump supporter. If I'm a Trump supporter, I'm the worst <laughs> to ever do it because I didn't, I didn't vote for him round one. I just try to give him a fair shake. Sometimes he disappoints. Sometimes he does really well. Um, but at any rate, yeah, living in Jacksonville now,
0: it's kind of weird as a Steelers fan
3: also, by the way. I get triggered oh, seeing these Jaguar jerseys, given our or uh, the outcome of last January's playoff game. But anyway, I'm doing well. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't
2: hear anything after you said Trump's doing some things. So I
0: just, might, <laughs> <laughs> might
2: all, I, all I heard was laughter.
0: I heard a case a of laughter going off at the same time. Oh, my I, I goodness thought I was gracious. I this
2: comedy jam all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, man. we barely getting started. What we, 10 minutes in? <laughs> uh, not okay, even. About not about that. even that. About that. <laughs> Bruh. Um, <laughs> I started sweating after, you know, Oh my goodness
1: You know um, I will say this And then we'll get off politics Because we could be on politics all night I will say this To to K-Star's credit There was one tweet he put out there I don't necessarily agree with it But I liked it And he said if tapes do come out Where we hear forty five. Using the n-word, that he can't come back from that. Now I don't agree. I think nah. his base will excuse it. His base doesn't care. His base doesn't like his base. His base doesn't. They don't care. They they. I. That's just my opinion. But I like the fact that you wouldn't condone it. I like the fact that you stood up and said, "Oh, if there's tapes of that, oh, that's that's not good." I like that. So give you credit. For well, that. I
3: mean, you yeah, know. honestly. Honestly, it, uh, just on a serious note, if, if there are tapes of that, I think he should actually be impeached. And, um, frankly, like, here's the thing, uh, again, real quick. You know, like, there's the narrative that Trump is racist. I think it would prove that 100% definitively right. Um, and I would have a severe – there would be a serious conflict of interest in how you can govern a country if they're really, if you do have that racial prejudice on, on tape and the uh, evidence. So I think, yes, if that were to come out – First of all, I doubt that it does exist. But if it does exist, it needs to come out. And if it if it's legitimate, he needs to be impeached. Like, at first I said we didn't vote for him, but nah, I would take it a step further. I think he should be impeached if, if he did say that.
1: Um, well, so, yeah. I'll just say this, and I, and I do really want to get to football, but I'll just say this. Um, you have three African-Americans and one Caucasian on the show. And it is a microcosm of the country because – The bulk of people of color in this country will tell you that this man is a racist, and the bulk of people, uh, maybe not the bulk, but a large number of people that are not of color will say he's not. I have never seen so many people be so against a president of this country. I've never seen it. And I'm 51 years old and can go back to Nixon as a little boy and watch Nixon on TV, okay? I've how far back I can go. And I've never seen it, not with any president, with so many people, be against somebody. And, and I, 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 I know he's racist. I, there's no doubt in my mind. And most people of color know this because we know how to spot it. And it, it's as it's, it's clear as the nose on most people's face. So I'm, going, I'm just sit back. I know that I have cut back on my political post. I'm just sitting back watching because everything's just, everything's just imploding slowly, and I'm just sitting back watching because mom used to say this, and, and Jason will tell you this, my our beloved mother always used to say, what's in the dark will come to the light. She used to always say that to us. And so I'm just saying, you know what, I'm not even gonna, I'm just going to sit back and watch. And so far, slowly but surely, coming to the light so let's see what happens but anyway let's get to football you know let's get to football so let's start with the hall of fame and um i really i want to start with jb on on to and there's been a lot of coverage on to and you know i I don't think i need to i'll repeat it because it's our first show i don't want to assume everybody knows everything but in case you again living under a rock Yep, T.O. did not. He was the first person in history to not go to Canton for the Hall of Fame induction. And he did his own thing at his uh, college that he went to. And he did his speech and uh, got his jacket and all of that. And he did his own thing. Um, now, J.B., what I'm going to ask you is, do you think that, and I think we have a theme here tonight, and the theme is really protests, <laughs> You know, between T.O.'s protests. Of the Hall of Fame procedure, between the anthem, quote unquote, and I don't even want to really let me not even say it because that's really not what it is, but the NFL protest against um, social injustice in the black community—that's really what it is. Um, we have a protest thing we're going to touch on tonight. Um, Kelvin Benjamin protesting Cam Newton. You know what I mean? Uh, Jerry Jones had some very interesting things to say. Uh, And Dak Prescott supported him. And I'm going to get into that one a little bit as a Cowboy fan. But I'm going to start with JB. Do you think T.O. accomplished his goal by not going to Canton? Do you think he achieved what he was trying to achieve by not going to Canton?
0: That's a good
2: question. I would probably say no, uh, just because uh, football is a lot like the Flairs, it's bigger, it's bigger than any one individual. And I think that gets passed down even to the Hall of Fame as well. So I, I don't believe he was able to accomplish what he set out to accomplish. Uh, I think if, if he had, it would have been more, not only more coverage for him at UT Chattanooga, but I think it would have been more, more positive uh, feedback in regards to what he did. And, and from what I heard overall, I mean, there was a few folks that, that agreed and, and stood up with him and whatnot, but the majority to decide on the other side that he should have been there, he shouldn't have gone his own separate route. I, I get some of the reasons as to why, but no, I, I still don't think he
4: was able to accomplish what he set out for.
1: Dr. Train, I know you want to talk Earl Acker, and we'll get to Earl Acker. I know you want to talk Earl Acker. I'm not going to deprive you of your moment in the sun. I'm not going to do that to you, brother. But before we get to Earl Acker, do you think T.O. accomplished his mission Doctor Train, do you have us on mute because we cannot hear you?
4: Yeah, I, I don't know what his what his uh, mission was. Um, I'm 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 not sure what he was necessarily trying to accomplish, uh, other than the show's bitterness. Uh, I will say, um, I will say, I still wish the NFL would have shown his bust uh, at the ceremony, um, and I did. Yeah. I, I, Missed the beginning of it, so I don't. I don't. I don't remember seeing any footage where they actually showed his bus. But they did not outside of that. Yeah, I don't. I know. I don't think he accomplished anything.
1: No. Okay. K Star, do you think T.O. accomplished his mission by not attending the ceremony?
3: Um, not really. You know, it was disappointing he wasn't there just because just felt like he was doing himself a disservice. Um, all those guys are being honored collectively, but more so individually. And I feel like it was harder to learn. I'll put it like this. If I'm a young viewer who didn't watch Tio's career, I find it a lot harder to learn about the player that Troll was when he's not there without hearing his story, um, without him getting that recognition that, that he does deserve Uh, from that regard so I feel like in a way he kind of wasn't able to to tell his story and have people talk about the great player he was because he, he you know he wasn't there
1: okay well you know there's a reason why I'm the omniscient one there's a reason because in my perspective you're all wrong in my perspective he he accomplished exactly what he wanted to accomplish first and foremost um, all week long, all that was talked about was To not going to the Hall of Fame. I think he got ten times the coverage by not going than he would have had had he gone. Um, I also think when the NFL Hall of Fame said we are not going to acknowledge him the day of since he's not here, I think they validated his argument. I think they gave him. I think they fueled it. He is, he, his whole argument is there is a disconnect between the voters and the ethics and morals and, and, and guidelines of getting into the Hall of Fame. And it is clear in irrefutable that the reason it took him three ballots was because of perceived locker room issues, being a team divider. Um, his tumultuous relationship with the media and he was punished for that. There is not a person walking this earth that knows football that can come up with a valid on the field reason why Terrell Owens should not be a first ballot Hall of Famer period. And yet it took three tries for him. And then when he said, you know what, I'm not going to go because I don't support your system. So this was his way of protesting So they responded and said, that's okay. We're not going to even recognize you the day of the event. How petty is the NFL being? How petty was the Hall of Fame uh, group being? Now, let me be clear. I wish he had went. I wished it. I would have loved to have seen him do a speech there. I would have loved to have seen him do more of a Michael Jordan type, you know, michael was asked what fueled you and then he went on in his entire speech and told everyone what fueled him through his career i would have loved to see to do something like that in canton uh, i've been to canton i believe k-star you were there right when we did the the tournament out there yes k-star yeah okay. special place. so, so yeah it's, it's it is you, you gotta you gotta go we did a madden tournament out there k-star and myself were there and um it's a heck of a place. If you're a football fan, you got to get there once. You got to get there once, which I'm ashamed of myself. I'm a basketball fan. I got the Basketball Hall of Fame 45 minutes from me. I've never been there. Um, shoot me because it's probably because I know it's so close. Like I can go there any time and I've never gone. But that's another story. But my point is, I think he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. I just wish he had went. I think he would have accomplished more by going. And I think that's a one in a lifetime opportunity that he will never have again even if he goes next year with the group it won't be the same as this year where you're getting honored to me the answer is is you know let me remind everybody check the rating on the mad voice this is an r-rated show but i'm gonna try to be good but stick your middle finger up and saying yeah i'm going in spite of you i'm gonna be there and i'm gonna i'm gonna show you why i should have been a first ballot hall of famer because he should have been period and i think it stunk even more That Mr. I play when I want to play was a first ballot Hall of Famer because all of a sudden, because he's now on TV and doing and doing football coverage. They forgot they forgot that attitude, you know, his horrible time in 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 uh, Oakland, you know, how he was just totally because he didn't want to be there. You know, I know if he was such, you know, the best wide receiver ever, so many people say, why did New England keep him one year? You know, one year in New England. So, so I, I don't get me wrong. I, think, I, I, I do think Mandy Moss is top three. I would go Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss. Those are my three. Those are my top three. I and mean, at some point that might change. You know, Antonio Bryant, if he keeps going the way he's going, maybe he'll be in that conversation. There's others. But right now, those are my top three, period. And the one thing you could say about Terrell Owens, is he practiced hard and he played hard, he never took a playoff. And he practiced hard. He got the Jerry Rice work ethic. I was his teammate. Jerry taught him how to work hard, and he works hard his whole career. So t- to me, yes, it was, a, it was a travesty that he wasn't uh, put in. We talked about it on the show, Ad nauseum. But I truly think, and I watched a lot of coverage the week up before the Hall of Fame, and I'm telling you, I almost forgot that Brian Dawkins was getting going in because barely heard anything about Dawkins, the only other person, well, Ray Lewis got decent coverage and Randy Moss got de- decent coverage that week. Everybody else was, you know, Erlacher was forgotten about. Dawkins, I mean, maybe locally, they're local media, but nationally, not really, not much. All the talk was T.O., and T.O.'s not gone, and will T.O. try to go, and Shannon Sharp talked to him, and Stephen A. Smith talked to him, and all these, you know, all these uh, uh, athletes and people trying to intervene. That was the talk all week. Will T.O. go? Will T. And if you watch the, the Hall of Fame coverage, and they had LaDainian Tomlinson up there, and Michael Irvin, oh, yeah, Michael Irvin talked to him, and, and, and um, uh, Terrell Davis and all them guys, well, what were they talking about? T.O. not being there. So I think on that level, he did accomplish what he set out to accomplish. I just wish he had gone, personally. One of my favorite, all-time favorite players. I wish he had gone. So.
3: Um, I wanted to hear his speech, because, real quick, I, I wanted to hear his speech. I didn't, you know, part of, I guess, the reason why I think it was a loss not having T.O. there I A, I didn't see his speech. Um, I know he did it, I think, at his college. Uh, he gave it, but, you know, I... I, I wanted to see what he had to say. I think he had a really good opportunity to tell off the critics, you know, then and there and, and make a really good speech about it. But fortunately, you know, I didn't get to see it. I have to look it up. Um, but yeah, it just, it just sucked because Tio was
1: on NFL.com. They, they put it on NFL.com. So it's out there. I, I heard it. I thought, see, T.O. is not, here's the thing. He He's not a really good public speaker, you know, I, I and it, it, you know, so, and he's not, you know, when, it, when they interview him on these shows, he's not smooth. He's not, so, so you have to really listen to what he's saying, um, you know, to really understand him. I'm, I've been listening to him his whole career, so I'm pretty comfortable with how he talks. But he's not, you know, you listen to him and you listen to Ray Lewis, and it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's not even close. Ray Lewis is like a very skilled speaker now, uh, has become that over the last, you know, eight or nine years. T.O. is just not so you, you got to kind of battle through that, that lack of fluidity. But it was, a good, it was a good speech. It wasn't great. It was a good speech. You know, this, this is for you. That's the part that, you, you know, that's the part that they talk about is this is for you. He, he, he tried to come off, and this is where he may have failed. I think he sent the right message to the Hall of Fame um, because he, he did it. You know, he pulled it off. I didn't go, and I don't have any regrets, and life goes on. Um, I think he sent them a message to the point where they're now wondering, is this going to be a trend? You know, it, it, are more people going to decide if they don't get in when they think they should get in or if the committee doesn't treat them fairly, that they're not going to go. And, and Tio's like, mm-hmm, that's what it should be. We should have that right to make that decision. Um, but the, the, the speech was a good one. I urge everyone to check it out. I thought it was good, not great. Um, I just wish, I really wish for him and his family And his supporters. I wish he had gone. That's that's the thing I regret for him. Is now that you'll never get that opportunity again, you know, ever. And you know, he could have did both. Could did that the day of, and then the next day done something at his college.
3: Yeah. But anyway, that's what um, Moss did. Moss (laughs) went back to his hometown uh, and gave a speech
1: four thirty the next day. Right, as well. I I think the. uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. All right, hey, I want to give Train a minute because you know, being a lifelong Bears fan that he is, we can't we can't talk Hall of Fame and not give him a minute, minute to talk about the Bear um, that was inducted into uh, first ballot. If I if I have it correct, if I have it correctly, you know, Train, you want to? Yeah, I figure you want to, you know, and to go in with. Ray Lewis, he's got to be like, wow, you know. <laughs> so, that was, you know, that was we're, we're, man. We're, man, you got to be talking about like, to, you know. Uh, anyway, go ahead, train, you, you talk about your boy. I'm not even going to say his name. I'm going to let you say his name. Talk about your boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first ballot at Hall of Fame, Brian Erlach. Who?
4: The Chicago Air. Man, mind you, uh, as a fan, it was kind of being on been on edge to see if he would get in. I, I remember reading like uh, Dan Pompey, who was his, who was his spokesperson. Um, people that he could get in. They had, they interviewed him prior to uh, asking, him, you know, how how are you going to compete with Ray Lewis? Um, what are you going to say for Brian to get in? And uh, he pretty much they he's just going to keep the focus on Brian. Not so much make any comparison, but just keep the focus on Brian Erlich. So, he did his job, and we uh, get another middle linebacker uh, into the Hall of Fame, and on top of that, first battered Hall of Fame. I will say, I did enjoy his speech. It was kind of funny seeing him read it from a paper, though. So, <laughs> when the paper failed the speech dropped. The speech
0: stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that
4: was a little funny. But I did. uh, I did enjoy finding finding out a little more about him, you know, and how close he was, how close he was to his mom, and um, I like the fact that he, you know, let people know that you know he had to work for what he obtained, and it it pretty much showed on the field. You know, I'm saying he worked to become one of the best uh, middle linebackers in the game, and he played like that for the entirety of his career. Like the entirety. Of like, oh man.
2: As long as we had Erlacher we had
4: a chance. But um other than that, man, it would it would be it would be happiest news of all people for me last because I, I had none to hang my hat on. So <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was ah. that was enough. That was enough right there. I'm good. i have happy with him you. and I I, I like to shout out to like all the other bears and it was finally like yeah, and to be honest, you guys might find this might find it strange. But I had a teammate who was really my favorite player uh, up until injuries uh, Uh, messed up his Uh, career, and that was Mike Brown. Mike Brown is by far my favorite player. The intensity of that guy, like, that was Brian Dawkins Jr. If this man could have stayed healthy. He He couldn't get it to any Pro Bowls because Brian Dawkins and Troy Vincent Played just that much better (laughs) than he did Uh when he was balling. (laughs) It's like he couldn't get past those two. But uh, it's just unfortunate. First four years no injuries, and then all of a sudden there's there's injuries, and he just he couldn't he couldn't come back. But it was nice to see him give shout out to all the guys that played next to him, uh, including Mike Brown and Tina Tillman. Lance
3: yeah. Briggs. I knew you'd enjoy that. By the way, I remember texting you during that.
4: Oh yeah, and when you text, I hadn't seen it yet. I had to. Uh, I was out at a, a family function and I had to wait. And I, I finally got a chance to see it the, like the next day. I think I watched it like twice.
1: Twice. <laughs> Yeah, trained married man now, so we, we get him when we get them. You know, we text him. Two days later, he
0: responds.
1: You know, you post something on Facebook a week later, he likes it. You know, I, you know, I, was, I, I send him a message now. I just go on with my life, and I get surprised. Like, oh, shoot, he responded in four days. God damn, you know. You know. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm just respond. saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I ain't got to call you know me I out on
4: one-week-later reply <laughs> Like on Facebook. And
0: I'm just saying, I'm just, I got texted. I'm still waiting on response. to the train.
1: I had, a problem, I had a problem with this fantasy football site. I sent them a text. I said, I'm going to keep looking because I know I ain't going to get no response anytime soon. So let us just see if I can fix this myself. And sure enough, i figured it out. And I'm like, never mind, don't respond. I'm
0: like, why not I say never mind? Can't gonna respond anyway. You know what I mean? You know?
1: So yeah, so you know we you know. Yeah, I know you saw it. i was like, well, he found his
0: problem. I guess I don't have to say anything. You know,
1: he said I saw it. Oh the thing, man, you
0: know what I'm saying? Yeah, but uh, yeah,
1: but uh, uh hey, you know, it's all good, man. You know, you're where we're all trying to get to. You. you know, what I mean, wait a minute, okay. Star, hold on now, wait a minute. Now, I know Jay's, I know Jay's love life. You know, it's kind of like where mine is. Uh, we're still looking for it. But uh, K-Star, what's up with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there um,
2: with a flashlight, looking for
3: it. Yeah, trying to tell you. Yeah, so I'm working on I'm uh, working on things with with the mother of my child and here in Jacksonville. So that's oh, oh, you know, I thought I saw something on
1: Facebook. I said, Wait a minute, she looks familiar. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're, we're trying to see if all she right. can learn to put up with me. It's very, it's very tough challenge for her, you know. Man, oh, that's it. It's over. All right, <laughs> all right that, That's what it's gonna take. <laughs> we'll see yeah, how bro. long she can, how, how long she can deal with it for. So, uh, yeah, over under is probably three months. Poor yeah, it's
0: yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. yeah, taking about three yeah. minutes.
1: Well, what
0: do I know? What do I know? Uh, what do I? Know? <laughs> um, wow.
1: All right. <laughs> that's well, all I'm giving Floyd you. Brothers. That's all I got. That's all I got. The Floyd brothers are taking it one day at a time. That's all I can say at this point. There's something to report down the road. We'll we'll bring y'all up to date. But um, yeah. So let's move on. So anyway, um, let's talk since we're speaking protests. Let's talk about all of the hullabaloo with the um, you know what's going on in the NFL and, and the the, the protest and. Trump and I, I don't even, you know, it. I, I guess I'll start it off, but I, I don't have a lot to say. Um, but you know, here we are in August, and um, you know, I, I, first of all, I and Case Star and I talked about this earlier. I, I just wish Donald Trump would just shut up. I really do. I just, you know, I, I you know, all he has succeeded to do. Which is, which is, you know, not, not to, yeah, you know, well, this is a political sports thing, but when we talk about identifying someone who is racist, right? And we get, that I'm not talking about a UK star, but we get people that are not of color saying they're not racist. And I say you wouldn't know because you, you don't live in that space. You don't live in the space of having to deal with this um, often. So, and, and don't tell me because you lived in the ghetto at nine years old, that means you understand. No, you don't. Um, so, and, and so when I look at this anthem situation, peaceful protests, and Trump is, has turned it into an anti military and anti-flag, and has not even addressed the real issue.
0: Like, there has
1: been no discussion from him about the real issue. There has been no reasonable alternatives about how the black community can address the real issue. All he says is, if you do this, you should be fired, you should be fined, you should be suspended, Um, blah, 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 blah. But we are telling him. The NFL Players Association has told him the the, the Kaepernick's and, the, and, and and the such and Malcolm Jenkins and the such have said publicly a number of times this is not about the flag, this is about um, social injustice in the black community, repeated excessive social injustice, and this is our way of standing out and making a statement against it. And who are we hurting? Nobody. So it's okay to have Charlottesville and have them, you know, up and down and pre, uh, uh, marching and all of that. That's okay. But it's not okay for me as an African-American who plays football to take a knee during the, anthem, the national anthem. And I get people saying that, that, you know, all the money I make, what do I know about social injustice? So, oh, because it only happens to poor people. It doesn't happen to black people. Cause I can show you some videos of, a black basketball player that was wrongfully detained and he's a millionaire, but they didn't know who he was. I can show you, I can show you video after video, after video, after video of racial profiling that's been done repeatedly. So let's not get into the financial impact. My my point is this. I wish he would shut up because he has taken this successfully and turned it into something that it's not. It's not about the flag. It's not about the military. It's, it's not about, um, you know, the country and, and, and uh, uh, being disrespectful to the country. It's about making a stand. I saw a thing on Facebook today and it said when Rosa Parks sat in the front of the bus she wasn't protesting the bus. When Gandhi decided to not eat food, he wasn't protesting the food. And I was like, man, brilliant. Like, brilliant. So, you know, I say all that to say until something is done, which our president is not doing anything, the protests don't keep happening. And guess what? It's their right. Now, last thing I'll say, and then I'll bring you guys in, for all you people out there that think it's just disgusting and it's despicable, right? I, and now, let me be honest. I don't know that I would kneel if I was in that situation. But I'm being honest. I don't know that I would. I, I just don't know that I would. But that's me. That's why we live in America, because we can decide to do it or not do it. That's what this country's all about, right? But to all you people that are so disgusted, I'm just disgusted. Um, when the national anthem is played at home, do you stand up and put your hand over your heart? I'm just wondering, I when you're know. watching all of these sports, sporting events at home, and they play the national anthem, do you stand up at home and put your hand over your heart? No, but I don't. No, but I don't. I don't. I don't make it a point. I don't make
3: it a point to to sit on my knee either during during that same event. I I didn't say
1: you did. I'm just making a point. I'm just saying, all you people out there that are against it, that think it's disgusting and despicable, just realize that you're sitting on your couch during the national anthem every sporting event that is played, or maybe you get up and go to the kitchen. And get food or maybe you go to the bathroom And handle your business Or maybe you get on your phone and start texting Whatever it is you're doing you're not standing With your hand over your heart I just I just, 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 I just want to make that one point You're not standing with your hand over your heart um, Have y'all seen Buffalo Wild Wings with a national anthem Come on Chicken in your mouth
4: Ain't got nothing to do with your hand Just saying Ain't nobody standing up
1: I've been to a billion sports bar and I ain't seen one person stand up and put the hand their heart when the National Anthem was playing. Not one. Not one. I went to a Super Bowl party. I won't ever do that again because people at Super Bowl parties don't watch the Super Bowl, but I didn't learn that. I had to learn that the hard way. Um, but, I went to a Super Bowl <laughs> but I went to a Super Bowl party years ago and, you know, it was about 12 TVs and, every, and the National Anthem came on. People didn't even stop talking. Everybody was getting more dip and chips, <laughs> getting another drink. Now, I didn't realize it at that time. It didn't even dawn on me, but looking back on it, no one, no one gave a damn. Just saying. Just saying. Um, Train, any thoughts on this whole issue? Because in a minute, I'm setting this up because I'm, I'm about to go in on my Cowboys in a minute, but I wanted to talk big picture first before I, go, before I talk about my Cowboys. But Train, any thoughts?
4: Um, towards uh, anything in regards to the Cowboys, but I'll just say I'm glad that the NFL uh, rescinded its uh, rule that it put out there for for requiring the players to stand and do XYZ. I'm I'm glad they took that back. Uh, Because you weren't doing anything before. It wasn't an issue before. So don't bend to the will uh, of our very insensitive president. Oh. Just because you're losing a few a few dollars, you're still a billion dollar company. And people are still watching games. People are still buying tickets. People are still buying paraphernalia. They have not stopped, it. and they won't stop, it.
1: and this will not stop. It. <laughs> so yeah, it's it, 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 it just. But, and let's just be clear that the whole thing all season about them losing money turned out to be a crock. Uh, every team got a check, revenue sharing check for two hundred and fifty-five million dollars. Oh wow, that's that's a surplus. That's 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 revenue sharing. So that's in addition to whatever already is in the contract that they're going to make. They got an additional two hundred and fifty-five million dollars per team. So all of that talk about all the sponsors and all it. It was a bunch of crock. It, 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 numbers don't lie. Um, all right. Uh, any, any uh, JB, anything to add? I'm about don't don't talk cowboys yet, because I'm about to go in there. But anything beyond that, no, no. I'm, I'm saving cowboys for you because
2: I know that's one big state that you're going to devour. Go right ahead, because there's going to be nothing left for anybody else. So that's fine. But I'm glad you, that you had mentioned what you did because it, it, I go back again. To when Kaepernick was, was um, sitting down and he went and talked with that Green Beret and they basically came to a compromise, take a knee and I've been telling folks from day one if a Green Beret doesn't have a problem with it, neither should you we talking about the best of the best and he gets it and understands it. Secondly yep. I, I'm, I'm about as frustrated as the next person with everything that Trump has to say about this if if he wasn't so divisive in his stance, he he, I, he doesn't realize he can galvanize the country with 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 his with one word, one statement. That's all he has to do. But instead, he chooses to do just the opposite. I guess it's too much like right to do something smart for a change. So you have that. And then lastly, you have going back to this is what you said, Trane. You said that uh, you're glad that the NFL rescinded it. Well, they had to. They didn't even contact the – the Players Association about it. They just went ahead and did it arbitrarily, and that's no way to have a partnership, and folks wonder why these two entities go head-to-head all the time. They can't have a decent conversation. They're always expecting one to have a one-upsman on the other, so they keep going back and forth, and this was another example of it, so I I, I commend them to a point, but they really didn't have much of a choice if they wanted to be smart about it because they start off stupid to begin with. They need to go back to the ground board and figure it out first before they go ahead and just Delegate how they want to do it, not contact the players
3: association about it.
0: Okay.
1: K Star, anything you want to add?
3: Yeah. So earlier, um, I was I was classified as a Trump supporter, which is interesting because um, when it comes to Donald Trump speaking out on issues issues outside of government, I have problem with that fundamentally because that's not the scope within his job purview
1: can, can i just uh, clarify one, to, thing. one thing hold so your thought let me just say this you don't have to agree with everything that somebody does to still support them i didn't agree with everything obama did but i was a supporter so you want to point out how you don't agree with certain things but broadly based on what i see i guess i would classify you as a trump supporter at this point so go ahead well, that's fine. And I, I, I'm just
3: simply saying I look at it from a different perspective than you do. And when it comes to this, when it comes to Trump, I call balls and strikes in this case. Uh, I mean, this is a strike against him because, again, it, it, it's talking about stuff outside the spectrum of, of government. There's no reason to politicize this more than it already has been by Colin Kaepernick, who, may I remind everyone, did this before Trump was even president. Um, and, you know, to me, it's it's a non-issue, the kneeling, that gets way too much coverage as it is. And it's, it's like a two-way thing where the media reports it and Trump reacts to it. And then the media reports the reaction and Trump reacts in the NFL. It, it's circular. It, it's, it's like a big circle jerk and it's ridiculous. But over the weekend, over the first preseason weekend, this is just how overblown this is, is that um, two players kneeled, right, in the whole NFL. 24 teams played, 90-man rosters. So that's two out of 2,160 players, 0.09%. Um, and Trump railed against that over the weekend as well. And it's it, 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 it's ridiculous. It needs to stop. And I just wish that she would go away. So hopefully they come to what? terms, the players and, and the league both do, um, to, to make this you know go away. If our
1: president acted more presidential, that would help. The media is going to do what the media does. It, it
0: would help. The media
1: going to do what the it, media it does. Help. They're not doing anything now that they didn't do when Obama was in office. Well, and yeah, Clinton was and in they're office, part of the when, problem. Well, well uh,
0: uh,
1: yes, but I don't hold them to the same standard that I hold the president of the United States to. That's the problem. He's held to a higher standard. That's
3: fine. Standard. Both, both. – both things can be true that Trump's acting inappropriately. I think the media covers it inappropriately because, again, only two out of 2,100 players over the weekend even kneeled. And I'm reading about but, this all but, over my Twitter feed about but the anthem. There are protests.
1: thousands of media outlets. There's one president. One. One. So his impact can ripple if he decides to act presidential. This, we're not talking about. We're not even talking about Jerry Jones yet. We're not even talking. We're talking about the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, and this guy's sitting there, text, you know, tweeting about the NFL because he wants to get attention off of Mueller because Mueller's firing him up. He's tweeting that Omarosa's a dog. I mean, forget his policies. Which I, have, I have mega issues with his policies. But listen, I, I'm not even, even going to go there on this show. You're the president and you're t- and you're referring to a female as a dog and that's okay in your in your mind on what level is that is that if i'm his wife if i'm melania
0: i got a problem with that
1: like okay you don't like her you don't appreciate her book you don't appreciate her attacks you think she's out of line
0: all that all that's fair game but he didn't just stop
1: there Called her stupid after calling her one of the smartest women he knew. Now she's stupid. And, but then he called her a dog. I mean, you know, this, this is why and I bring that up only to say, you, you, you know, it, the media is going to do what the media is going to do. And we can't control freedom of the press. They're going to do what they're going to do. But why does this man have to lower himself? At least maybe not himself, because I think this is who he is. Why does he have to lower the office? So much. You know leave, oh, leave, the anthem, leave the anthem stuff. Leave the leave it to let a, let let everybody else deal with it. All the things that you can be dealing with, that's the last thing I want you to focus in on. And and yet that's what he chooses to spend his time on. It just it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It's a mistake. So it is, but I, I but I, I
0: I'm not gonna do the quid
1: pro quo. Well, yeah, but look at the media. See, see and, and no, one it, other thing. It, it, when you make a comment like both Kanye is going to upset the libs, when you make that comment, that sounds just like a Trump supporter. So when I label you that, k
0: it's
1: because I read it, what you okay.
0: said. Well, I read maybe what you
1: said. It Clearly, it was a joke.
0: The no, term okay, you make on a lot the, the libs jokes is, like that.
1: is a joke. But you make a lot of jokes like that. And I do well, I, I, I'm, I'm also a, a silly person. You. I joke a lot. You oh, and you know that's that. That's fine. But at some point, you got to start, okay, <laughs> that was funny. Ha, 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 that was funny. Ha, ha, ha. At some point, it's like, okay, shit ain't funny no more. This is who you are. So, hey, you, you be who you want to be. I'm just saying I go by what I see because I do read your tweets because they come up in my news feed. And based on everything, listen, I get in arguments with Trump supporters all the time, and they talk like you talk. So. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Uh, that's not that's not sports.
3: true. No, 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 that's not true. Trump supporters have a very different message than what I have. Mine's a pretty libertarian one. He should stick to government, not to pol or not to sports, and infuse himself into things outside of government. I don't really know too many Trump supporters who say that. That seems pretty. Now, there's a lot objective. of Trump supporters
1: who say that, but they're okay with him going outside of government. But there's a lot of Trump supporters who say that. Um, but I, I'll I'll keep watching, and maybe you'll prove me wrong at some point. But I I. I've been watching. So I don't need months, to prove so I anything. You're going to change. But I, I didn't say you I'm had objective. to prove anything. I said, I said, maybe you will. There's a difference between, I said, maybe you will. I didn't say you had to. You're going to do shit. I just said, maybe you will. Um, but yeah, as we talk about Trump and we talk about his message, and Jerry Jones had also said that the Dallas Cowboys will stand, um, and uh, something to the effect, I don't have the quote because I really don't want to read the quote. Um, the Dallas Cowboys will stand and some inference that if you didn't stand, you wouldn't be a part of the team, some kind of inference to that. And then uh, Dak Prescott came out and said that um, he, he will stand. And so did Ezekiel Elliott. And Dak also said that he didn't feel that this was the, the, the right way to do a protest. Now, let me remind you that Dak and Zeke are both African-American. OK, and they're young men. You know, they're they're young enough to be my sons, both of them. I think sometimes we think because someone is an athlete making a lot of money that that means that their opinion and viewpoint carries more weight than yours and mine. And I don't believe it does. I believe they're one person. Now, granted, they're on a stage where a lot of people admire them for what they do on the field. But frankly, I, you know, if I agree with you off the off the field, great. If I don't, great. But you're not moving me. I'm not making any of my decisions based on what you do. And that goes for athletes. That goes for them. That goes for LeBron. That goes for all of them. I'm going to do my research, and I'm going to make my own decision. And I'm interested in what you have to say because I'm a sports person. But that's it. It's just no different than me being interested in what my co-hosts have to say. So I think the first problem is we care too much about some of the athletes and what they have to say. And I don't mean about the – it's his right to not protest, but it's wrong for you to now – convict or condemn your NFL brethren because they choose to and that's really what he did by saying this wasn't the forum and I have a huge mm-hmm. problem with that that was not your place to say and I have a. Mm-hmm. a I ha, a, and I have a, a I, I tell you this is going to be hard because I'm running out of patience with the Cowboys on many levels I'm about ready to jump ship and go be a Saints fan and tell the Cowboys you know what what, what flight to go hike Uh, flight to go uh, kite to go fly because Jerry Jones had the nerve audacity, the courage to sit up there and say that you will not kneel for the national anthem. And then we all saw, and I know you guys saw it too where the anthem was playing and he had his hat on and Hey, it happens. You forget that your hat is on. That's okay. Your son tells you that your hat is on begin to make a motion like you're going to take your hat off and you change your mind. Okay, at that point, I, I don't care what you have to say anymore. You completely lost all credibility on the subject. I didn't like what you had to say before, but I respect your right to say it because you're the owner of the team. And if that's the line you want to draw on the sand, I guess that's your right to do it. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I think you're totally out of touch. And I think that um, I, I, don't have, I don't have a reason to call you racist but I can call you racially insensitive at this point. I can say that. But now, when it's time for you to take your hat off, you don't, you make a a conscious effort to leave your hat on because you're Jerry Jones,
0: who the hell is you? And
1: I'm sorry, Zeke and Dak, especially Dak, but y'all sounded a little too much like and y'all, y'all 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 some of y'all will follow me on this I I I, I don't know how much education or you know uh, understanding you have of slavery but um you know there was the the house negro but he wasn't called the house negro I'm not going to use that word on this show and then there was the field negro right and the field negro was the one out in the field picking the cotton picking the tobacco working out in the field all day and then lived in separate housing, if you will. And I'm using that term loosely that all of the Mm -hmm. field Negroes lived in. They ate scraps and leftovers. The house Negro lived in the house, did the laundry, cooked the dinner, dressed well because they had to serve Massa. And when Massa had company, they had to make sure that the company was taken care of. When Massa was sick, he said, we sick, boss. The master needed something to eat. We hungry, boss. That was the house. Treated much better. In time, you notice that the house Negro, house Negroes became <laughs> um, lighter in complexion because of what was going on over the hundreds of years of racism. And I'll just leave that there. You want to learn more, go read up on it. I'm not here to teach a class. My point is, my boys, my, my, my team. Especially Dak Prescott, you sounded like a house Negro. You sounded like you're just echoing what Jerry Jones wants you to echo. That's how you sounded. And I don't like it. And I'm on the fence right now. I'm not lying. I'm dead serious right now. I'm as serious as I've ever been on this show. I am very seriously thinking about abandoning ship because I don't like this message. Because I am proud of who I am. And I can respect, you know, I have Raz, K-Star, and whatever, but I respect our differences. You know, he is who he is, and I respect our differences. I can respect differences with people. If it's your difference, I'm okay with it. If you want to sit there, Dak Prescott, and say, I just personally am not going to kneel, okay. But when you start talking about it's wrong for other people to kneel, and then you're doing it, and it, almost, it just sounds like you're just echoing. You know, And, and, and then uh, Zeke said, I'm just saying we're America's team Well damn it if you're America's team Then do what this country was founded on This country was founded on Peaceful protest Breaking away from the British That's what we were founded on America's team You guys are the future Of this team I would have rather you had said nothing Than to get out there And embarrass yourselves like that Being African Americans and having no and making no connection to the plight of what's going on in your communities where you came from. It's disgusting. It's ridiculous. And I'm very seriously on the fence of remaining a Cowboy fan. That's how angry I am about it. That's how pissed off I am about it. I'm, I'm about ready to jump shit and find another team because I can't support a team. Right now, I don't know how I can go through this season and support a team that with an owner like that, acting like Massa, and the two superstars, the two leaders right? Witten's gone. So you do got Sean Lee, but he's on defense. So these guys are, make no mistake about it. Zeke and Dak are the team. That team will go and and succeed or fail on those two guys. Look what happened last year. Zeke misses six games. Dallas is nine and seven. You think if Zeke plays all season, Dallas doesn't get into the playoffs. You don't believe that. You don't know football. They would have gotten to the playoffs. That team will succeed and fail off these two guys. And that's how you're gonna act. I, I don't I don't I I'm 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 not happy. I'm gonna do some soul searching on this one. I'm gonna watch through the preseason as this as this event unfolds and more interviews are done. And I'm gonna see if there's reasons for me to pull back and come back maybe in the next couple of weeks and and have a different opinion. Maybe something happens and I rethink it. But right now, I I my personal integrity means much more to me than my loyalty to this football team. My personal integrity is screaming at me right now. How can you support this? How how can you? Right now, I don't think I can. JB, floor is yours. Uh
2: like I said before, that's a mistake. I knew you was gonna devour and there's nothing left on the bone for me. Couldn't have said any better.
1: Guys got anything to add? So, yeah. So, so w- no, go ahead, Trey. Go ahead,
4: Kay, Wait, sorry. Sorry. You oh, okay. Okay. Um. So, you know, when I saw, I I read, uh, what Dak Prescott said, and and so T, I am in agreement with you with, uh, saying, that, you don't have the right to say what someone else should do. Outside of that, I didn't have a problem with what he said, other than the timing. If this was said any time before Jerry Jones ever if if Jerry Jones spoke a word, it would sound more genuine instead of sounding like a house Negro,
0: Ding
4: <laughs> ding honest. Ding, ding, ding. And so that's the issue with it. It's just that it's, you said it after the fact, and it would have been better for you not to say anything. Just don't say nothing. You're gonna care either way, but see, you don't. You 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 added fuel to the fire. You didn't. You didn't make anything better. You you made it. You pretty much clarified what people were thinking the minute Jerry Jones said and came out and said that if anybody on this team takes a knee, they won't be playing. That he controls all y'all, regardless. And and I, 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 for the life of me, the first time Jerry Jones came out and said some said that crap, I was saying to myself, man, I just wish your star players would just take a knee. Let me see you sit there and see how well your franchise did. Mm-hmm. But nah, your star players are echoing, and that's what it's that's what it sounds like because it's after the fact. It's an it's an echo. Had they said this prior? to Jerry Jones saying anything, I think it would would come off a lot more genuine. People still might have an issue with some of the things he said, but they would still respect the fact, okay, it's coming from, you know, this is is how you feel instead of this is how you and Jerry Jones feel, or this is how Jerry Jones and you feel, or this is how Jerry Jones feels and you just, you know, I got to get with the program because I'm the franchise quarterback, franchise running back.
1: All right. K-Star, anything?
3: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm hearing the issues about the timing. Um, for that, I would say those guys were in off season for quite a while. So, you know, those questions were pretty in- inevitable when they came back and after Jerry had said those things. So I don't really – I don't think you can put the timing on on Dak, right? Like, he's not the one asking the question. He's the one answering the question. Um, but, but K-Star, you, I, you I, can't I don't know how you answer the question. And I don't
4: mean – Yeah, I was just about to say, you don't have to answer it. (laughs) You know you have a choice, right? (laughs) Yeah,
3: right. You know, but he chose to express himself. Colin Kaepernick chose to express himself. Why are we capping Uh, when it's okay to express yourself and when it's not? To me, it's like selection bias. You're okay if he expresses himself in this way, but you're not okay if he expresses himself in this other way that you don't personally agree with.
1: No, 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 hold up. Cap, Kaepernick never, Kaepernick made a choice and defended his individual choice and had nothing to say about what the rest of his team did or the rest of the NFL did. He did what he wanted to do for his reasons, and that was it. Dak went farther to say the national anthem is not the time or the place to um, make that protest. That's my problem. Who are you? If you don't want to do it, that's your right. I I, I said that very clearly 10 minutes ago, but now you're going to. So, so now that we know there are players doing it, now that we know it's been an issue now going on now in the third season, you're going to now not only say that, you know, you're going to say that this is what I'm going to do. Okay. But now you're going to go as an African-American man. You're now going to say that this shouldn't be done. Nah, man, I'm not, I'm not digging that. That's not your place. It's not your place your place is to worry about you. So and okay, your team I guess but your owner already said something about your team. So you got nothing left. As Jay said, there ain't no stake left on that bone cuz Jerry Jones already made it clear. So either so so at that point what is he going to say? Now, what he could have said if he wants to be a leader, he could have said, "Hey, I'm not going to stand, but I understand the issues" that are plaguing the black community in the area of social injustice. And if there are players on this team that would like to protest, I think we need to sit down with Jerry and Steven and see if there's a way that we can do it that still falls within the lines of being a Dallas Cowboy. That's a leader. And secondly, I'm gonna work with the Players Association. I'm gonna work with whoever on social justice issues in the greater Dallas area because they're important i'm just not going to kneel during the national anthem but i am going to work with the powers that be on addressing some of these issues i ain't hear any of that and i'm not saying he's not doing it because if he is that would have been the time to say well i'm not kneeling but here's what i'm doing oh i would have been all into that colin kaepernick's given a million dollars of his own money and he's unemployed I just think so the issue is just, way, from
3: your perspective is that he's speaking for other people and not just himself in the way he expressed it, right? Not
1: he's speaking he's for he's other speaking people collectively and he's parroting his owner. And under these circumstances, I don't think that that's an effective way to deal with this issue by parroting your owner. Speak for yourself, that's fine. But when you come out and you're parroting your owner the way Jerry Jones phrased it, I I don't think he's helping anything or any I don't I don't think it's, it's I, I don't, I don't see the point because we, we you know what <laughs> the owner has spoken okay that's fair i'll just make it uh, okay that's fine
3: that's a fair perspective i thought your issue was with his opinion not that he was uh speaking for others and and um not just for for dak
0: No,
1: no it was I was like well i don't understand what no I don't, I don't but i don't yeah i got i, don't, I got you yeah, no, I don't – you know, kneel, don't kneel. Like I said, I don't know in that situation what I would do, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, all right. Um, Cam Newton and Kelvin Benjamin. Who wants to take this one? I've done a lot of talking. You guys – first of all, you guys all know the issue because I don't know. You know, I'm not – gonna let me not assume you guys yeah. all know the – yeah, I, I
2: heard this one. I, I, oh yeah, I, I saw that clip. That was hilarious.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it was
2: funny. It, it was funny. And it, <laughs> and Calvin Benjamin's a big dude, but then you see Cam is just as big as him. And you're like, dang, Cam is a huge. Dude. Yeah, but I, I personally, I don't like the way this was done by by Benjamin. You just don't do things like this. You don't go to another team call out the quarterback and, and basically throw him under the bus and then talk about having somebody like Eli Manning. I'm like, okay, really? Of all folks? I mean, granted, he got two Super Bowls, but he had two miracle seasons. Outside of that, he's slightly above average. But still, all that aside, you just don't do that. And and, and I had a huge problem with it from the start. I thought it was real interesting the way Cam just kind of just gradually just came around. Uh so, uh, yeah, man, um, uh, about them comments you had to say, uh, you want to elaborate that, breath? That's kind of the, the walkie head up to them. It's cracking me up. <laughs> but if, if, if you're going to state it, phone up to it. Face them up. Face to face. Yeah, I said it, and this is why I said it. But don't just be, oh, I don't want to talk about it now, man. I will not to go there with you, now. I will not want to play football. No, 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 no. If you're going to talk about it, be about it. And you want to flake off like that. No, uh, no. Nah, nah, I ain't mad I came on this one one bit. I think, I think Benjamin was in the wrong,
1: period. Okay, anybody else?
4: Benji turned into a little punk. <laughs> yep. Enough, see it. How
3: dare Kelvin Benjamin uh, bash the future Hall of Famer Cam Newton like that, man?
0: <laughs> that is.
3: We'll look back one day. I Cam you. called him out. I, I will, hope Cam calls I him out during his speech, man.
1: I the Hall Cam Newton, but go ahead.
0: I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> man, I hope Cam calls him out that day. Um, you know, in all seriousness, though, it's like, what, what purpose does that serve? Like, why are you throwing an old teammate, you know, under the bus? Like, what, uh, you know, you're you're uh, suggesting that Cam isn't a good quarterback? Like, uh, I'm sorry. Like, they went to the Super Bowl without you, Kelvin, when you were on IR that season. Where were you? Like, was that Cam's fault too? Could not throw you passed from the you know, in your in your rehab center, like in your rehab bed? Like that's not his fault. You were hurt. Um Kelvin's a bum.
1: Well, let me let me say this. Um I, I don't feel as strongly as you guys do. Um first of all, I don't think Cam, Cam's a great quarterback. I think he's good. Um I think he's far from great. You know, he had one good year. Um and that's really been it. So um, you know, he's still writing his book, so let's see what happens moving forward. But, um, I've said this, I've, I've said this from pretty much the beginning of his career. He's good. He's not great. Um, he could be great. I think a lot of it is, his attitude, but let's see what happens. But I don't think he's great at all. Um, I don't really Did you like have his attitude issue. there. Yeah, I think he, I think, I think, well, first of all, I don't have a problem with Kelvin Benjamin saying what he said. I don't have a problem with Cam Newton going up to him and saying, Hey man, you know, you said what you said. I, I I think that's okay. I don't have a problem with Cam approaching him. Um, and, yes, that was noticeable that, damn, Kelvin Benjamin's a big boy, and Cam walked up to him and was like, oh, jump, Cam's a big boy, you know. Um, but, <laughs> you know, Cam didn't. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, he didn't, like, go running away. He didn't shake his hand. You know, he was just like, yeah, I said what I said, and ain't nothing else to talk about. Um, I didn't view it so much as him punking down or being a bitch. He didn't shake. He stood right there and, you know, Cam wanted to shake his hand. And, uh, see, there's a part of this that I'm not because I'm not on the Panthers, so I don't know what their relationship was. What I've heard was they had a very good relationship. So Cam was surprised because he considered him one of his better friends. So he was surprised. So there's a there's a part of the story that I'm not really clear on, like I get the whole, why would you do? I don't have a problem that he did it because I'm sick of the anonymous, you know, the people that won't say, you know, if you're going to say something, say it. Or just shut up. But I'm sick of the, you know, well, anonymous sources say, and I'm so sick of that. So the fact that he he said it and stuck by it, fine. Now, now you, hey, now you got to own it because you did say it. And from what I saw, I mean, not like he ran away, he stood right there. And even when um he shushed away Thomas Davis, they stood right there, but he just wasn't about to, like, he wasn't shaking his hand. He wasn't about to be phony. Like, look, I saw what I said. So something must have happened that we may not know about that disintegrated their relationship. I, I don't know what it is, but for, for him to just, you know, say what he said and then not even like, you know, Cam came over and was ready to give him that and probably was gonna make a joke like, dude, what's up, man? You know, and then all of a sudden, when Kelvin was like, I ain't shaking your hand, then then Cam was just like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, 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 it's like that? Oh, hold on, man. It's just me and him now. Walk walk away, Davis. Let me talk to him. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, and I'm thinking about if this was Dez and Dak. And, and you know, Dez has said some things. And, you know, and, and he goes to the Browns hypothetically and get on the field. And then, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with Dak or Sean Lee or Travis Frederick going up to Dez and saying, Hey, you know, you threw us under the bus. Why why are you say that kind of stuff? Like, I think, frankly, there needs to be more of that in sports. There needs to be more I am not even saying it's gotta to go to blows. You know, I'm not even I'm not even suggesting that. But there needs to be more of that, like, I'm I'm sick of hearing it through third parties. I'm sick of getting Stephen A. Smith's interpretation or or Shannon Sharp's interpretations or Adam Schefter or, you know, I, I want to hear it from them. What happened? I want to hear out of your mouth what the flock happened. That's what I want to hear. And so I encourage this. Like, hey, you know what I mean? Talk about it. You know, Sean Lee came out and said about Dez Bryant, hey, he's my brother. He was my teammate. But I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, we knocked Ed's. He came right out and said it. He said, we knocked Ed's. Yep. I wanted Dez to act a certain way and does acted differently. So we knocked Ed's. Des needs to own up and take accountability for his actions. But I had nothing to do with him not being on the Cowboys. And then Sean Lee said, and that's all I got to say about it, and went on and went on back to practice. Boom. I like that. Address it. So we don't gotta speculate as pundits, as sports fans, especially as fans of our team. I want to know what's going on. So I guess I don't feel as strongly as you guys feel. Um, I don't know that I saw the video and thought that Benjamin was being a bitch. I just thought Benjamin wasn't about to get into no exchange with him. He just didn't feel it was necessary. And even when they interviewed him after, he just like, yeah, I'm moving on. And they kept trying to ask him what happened. He's like, yeah, nothing. I'm just moving on. Like He's just like, I said what I said. I meant what I said. Now, I'm not about to drag this out because it's done. I, I I said it. Yep. I'm done now. Oh, you want to keep asking me about it? No. I mean, it's no different than Bill Belichick. Get up there and won't tell you anything. He'll make his statement, and then it's on to Cincinnati. Yeah, but what about but T, Pittsburgh last week? Well, T, it's on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. On to Cincinnati. But, but T, let me, let me ask you
4: this, though. If, if a guy says something about you, and then you finally confront him, about confront you, confront him, and he can't even look you in the eye. But well, that was my thing. That's what I saw in the video. He couldn't even look Cam Newton in the face. After he said what he said. Like, you, you talked about this man, you said he can't put the ball on, on point for you. Like look at him on the pace. That,
1: that's that's yeah, my comment But let me let me just say this though. But let's be honest. Cam Newton throws. He's sixty percent passer. I mean, let's just be honest now. Uh, and I know we have oh. got a Cam Newton lover here.
0: Cam's not the most <laughs>
1: accurate quarterback in the NFL. Now, come on now. Just statistically like, speaking. I ain't, you're, you're you right. feel Either me
4: like true or not <laughs> that's that that I mean, not, that that not my position
0: whatsoever
1: <laughs> <laughs> But 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 my position is you're questioning me on something that we both know is true What do you want me to say to you brother? I said my piece I, No, I no, know, no, you uh, want to well, hear it again?
0: Yeah I can just... Mm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like I said my piece now you're in my face about it. Yeah, I said it You, you want me you want to hear it again? You heard it on the news I, I ain't none of those, I think I don't know. I again, maybe maybe I'm different. I just feel like he just was like, hey, I said my piece. I'm done. I didn't.
0: Well, I don't really no, actually, really I agree with
3: you. you. Yeah, I think I'm a little. sweaty well,
1: I, I watched the video. I watched the video again. Whether it was He's either
4: a like like bad passing or Kelvin Benjamin not being able to hold on to the rock get and open. get open and you know, yeah,
1: I, hey, I'm not saying Kelvin Benjamin. Is, is freaking Antonio Bryant Or Julio Jones Julio Jones up in this piece I'm not saying he's an all-world receiver I'm saying we know Cam Newton's got some issues I'm not saying You know, Kevin Benjamin ain't You know, he got, he got, he got issues too and, and, you know, Cam could Very easily say um, Not for nothing, but we went to the Super Bowl Without homeboy <laughs> um, He's okay, but he ain't great You know what I mean? Like there's, there's I'm throwing shade And then I'm being truthful I think Kelvin Benjamin was being truthful. Cam Newton took it as throwing shade. Kelvin Benjamin said, I don't don't see any reason to have a conversation. At this point, you know, you ever get to the point where you have an argument with somebody or disagreement with somebody, and then you just realize, why am I even in this conversation? You ever just like, it just clicks, and you're just like, I am just sitting here right now wasting my time? And I think Kelvin was just like, I know Cam. I, I was on his team. I know him well. I'm not going to engage him. It's not going to go anywhere. Can't, it ain't like Cam going to say you right. So why am I going to waste my time going back and forth? Because you're not going to agree with me. So ain't no reason for me even. That, I, that's my take on it. Because I did see the video about eight times because it kept showing it over and over and over. Yeah. So I kept watching. And I'm pretty good with body language. And that's how I read it.
3: Yeah. So, I right. yeah, I'm starting to come around.
1: At that point, it's like it's not productive. It's not going to be a productive dialogue. Nah, nah. And like I said, I get it. I get, I get it. Uh, initially, when you look at it, you know. And I think what what throws you off is how big Cam Newton really is when he come walking into the picture. <laughs> Cause we you already know Kelvin Benjamin's a big boy, and here come Cam even bigger, and it's like, damn. <laughs> so, but anyway. Right. Um, Let's see. JB, Des Bryant is going to visit Cleveland. So why is it August 14th and Des Bryant is not on a team?
2: Uh, I think Cowboys knew something all along that the, the rest of the league is finding out that, and I said this before as well, I think he's lost a step. I know he's 29 and whatnot, but he's always been a big physical receiver but never been a route runner, never been one to to gain separation. And um, I think teams are are seeing the the tape and realizing that same thing, not to mention there's been an influx of some some pretty good talent at the wide receiver position too. So you take all of that, you take the potential baggage that may come with Des Bryant, and this place is going to be a little skeptical. Now, the the strange part I find out about with this Cleveland Browns situation is they they trade away Corey Coleman. Now, maybe that wasn't a good fit or whatnot, but now they're thin at wide receiver. So that whole sequence of events with with trading away Coleman now trying to bring Des Bryant in is kind of interesting. Maybe it's just because it's the Browns and that's how the Browns do things. But um, I I thought maybe he would have gained a little bit more interest than, than what I've heard. Uh, but the Browns seem interested. It's crazy that that Dez is, wasn't returning phone calls or whatever the reports were saying. Now he's going to go there Thursday and visit. So uh, it's it's Dez being Dez, and
1: it's the Browns being the Browns, so it's probably a match made in heaven. Okay. Um, any other thoughts, guys, on why Dez Bryant is currently teamless?
0: Hmm. to be honest uh, oh, so, I know
4: Baltimore go ahead I was hoping you could tell me
0: <laughs>
4: I, <didn't> <laughs> I mean
0: that,
4: that's okay.
2: that was y'all boys for years man y'all watched him play every yeah. single down. like this dude you know I was hoping you could
4: tell me like yeah, why you That's because everybody, everybody's team ain't loaded at wide receiver, but yet wide receivers are semi-dime a dozen sort of, you know. You can always get one to spark here and there,
1: but, man. Um, Yeah, th- this one baffles me, even as a Cowboy diehard, as one who follows the team intimately. um, This one baffles me because, you know, I saw them cut T.O., and T.O. went to play for two more teams after he left Dallas and made All-Pro one more time with one of the two teams after he left Dallas. Um, You know, it surprises me because, you know, Dez is a diva just like some of the other – and you know out of respect I'll call him a top receiver cuz he was getting paid like one we know the numbers weren't there um but you know at you know at, at Des's peak 2014 season you know he was arguably the best wide receiver in NFL it was a debate it was not you know there was there was um uh uh Jones and and AB but Des's numbers were right there and and you had a you had an argument to say Des was the best wide receiver in the NFL back in 2014. We're only in 2018. He's only 29 years old. I am baffled. I have to agree with JB that um, there must be something we don't know or something that hasn't been made public, maybe health wise, maybe um, attitude wise. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I think he made a huge mistake by turning down the Baltimore offer um three yep. years twenty one million. that was seven million a year. He turned it down cold um, a team that it. generally a team that genuinely competes for a playoff spot every year. They just happened to be in a division with the Steelers, but they're they battled every year for a playoff spot um, and you turned that down um you 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 snoozed at getting back to Cleveland. I mean, the general manager has to get on Twitter and says we'd love to talk to Dez if he would just answer his phone. Are you kidding me? Um, you know, I, 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 it baffles me. I, I tend to think that, unfortunately, I don't know that it's health or production or anything. I, I think there's just there's a, a league-wide perception of his attitude that doesn't match the investment. And thus, teams shot away. You know, I think teams just shied away, um, and especially when Baltimore made what I think, you know, it was a pretty good offer, considering, you know, <laughs> you know that, that was a pretty fair offer. Um, yep. I know Dez did want to take one year, wanted to do a one-year deal and prove himself and then hopefully, you know, get one last, you know, three, four, five year big contract, big money, you know, top, top receiver money. Uh, But, you know, when you've had three consecutive subpar seasons and we can certainly talk about Romo was out one season and, um, you know, you were injured one season. Romo was out one season. And then last season, you're trying to figure out with a new quarterback. So, you know, we can build in some excuses, but at the same time, you still had three subpar seasons in a row. I don't know that you can write your own ticket. So I can speculate, but this one kind of baffles me. Um, I hope he comes to terms with something. I think, he's, I think there's too much talent left in him, especially now. They just, Like Jay said, they, they got rid of one receiver, and you know, I can only pray for Josh Gordon and hope that whatever he's facing, um, he's able to come back and play football. We don't know, but you know, I'm not even going to speculate. Just going to pray for him. But clearly Cleveland needs you. <laughs> um, you're clearly the best available receiver out there, hands down. So this should be a match made in heaven. you got Tyrod Taylor over there, who's not bad. And then you got the incumbent, the guy that's going to come in, and he will be the starter at some point this season, unless Tyrod Taylor goes in there and does a, does a Dak Prescott from his rookie year and just starts winning games. But it is Cleveland, so don't worry. That's not going to happen. Um, you know, you have a chance to go in there, revitalize your career with a, with a, you know, a Heisman Trophy winner, winning number one draft pick quarterback, with a team that's won one game in two years, so there's no expectations. I mean, it's, it, this is a match made in heaven for you, Dez. So I, I, I hope he signs. I hope he gets in there, and I hope he does well. Um, you know, but I, I'm, I'm, it, it, it is baffling that we are in the middle of August. We're at the second preseason game, and as of right now, he does not have a team. I would have never, ever thought that, ever. So it just shows how the NFL can be, man. You know, it just shows. And, you know, these guys got to – they got to embrace their opportunity because it's fleeting. I, I was at uh, – I went to uh, Block Island this weekend. If you guys are all Facebook friends, so you probably saw some of the pictures um, with, with some of my buddies. And, um, by the way, JB, we got – you know, next summer, bro. You know what I'm saying, man? You, we got it, man. It was a lot of fun. Man. We got yeah, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. Know. We had good – we had a lot of good time with the fellas, man. It was a good, good time. But I uh, was at a restaurant. Actually, the guy I was supposed to call in tonight. I love when I'm out and I meet people and we end up talking football. And then one of my buddies always says, you know, he's got a show, right? Oh, yeah, it's the Madden Voice. And then they take their phone out and they're like, really? So I can find like, – like they doubt me, you know. So they take their phone out, their iPhone out, and they, they go on iTunes. Like, oh, yeah, it's on iTunes? Okay. <laughs> What's the name of the show? The Madden Voice. Oh, this? Yeah, that's it right there. Oh. And then all of a sudden it becomes real. Like, yeah, this is a real show. And I cannot tell you how many times people say they're going to call in and they don't call in, but this young man was going to call in, but his father was the one that I was talking to. And he and his father got into it because he said it takes four to five years to rebuild a team. And I said, no, it doesn't. No, you can rebuild a team in three years. I said, I said, I said, look at Philly, look at Peterson, look at what he did in two years. You know, you can rebuild a team in three years in today's NFL. Between free agency and the fact that contracts, even five-year contracts are only guaranteed for three years, the the rosters are turning over pretty rapidly. So for you to say it takes four to five years, you're wrong. And that's some of my frustration with the Dallas Cowboys, by the way, because, you know, what the hell's going on? But anyway, my point is, this dude gets on the Browns, and they start making something happen in the next year or two, they could be a player. We already know that um, Baltimore is going to start to decline, and I'm sorry, K-Star, so are the Steelers at some point, because I don't know who your heir apparent is to, to Roethlisberger, um, but y'all going to have to tank a season to get a top draft pick to bring in his replacement. So the Browns are going to have a, a, a gate to get in there. There's going to be a – their timing right might be impeccable if you look at what's going on, what could be going on with Pittsburgh and with Baltimore, and you start to see these longtime quarterbacks start to come down to the other side of their career, and then Baltimore starts to up and come and build that roster. And the next year – probably not this season, a little too quick, but by year two or even three, they, they might be able to slip in there and get a playoff spot. I'm just saying – and Dez could be – and I, we don't know. I'm speculating, of course. But it could happen. And Dez could be right in the middle of all that. So I just hope, man, for his sake, that he gets a nice deal and, you know, just saying. But I guess we will find that out. Um, yeah,
2: we'll see. We'll see how this um, workout goes on Thursday. That'll be
1: interesting. All right. All right. So now, guys, um, do you guys – I know Train wanted to talk – Earl Acker, so he did. Um, Do any of you guys, including you, Train, have anything that you guys been chomping at the bit that we haven't discussed that you've been sitting there saying, man, we get on a Madden voice. You know, this is kind of our our free-for-all moment here. Is there anything that you want to vent about? Is there anything you want to, you know, discuss? Of course, you can't all speak at once, but...
2: The rookie quarterbacks and and the hype surrounding them over one preseason game, I want to know what... Both take are on that one.
0: I think it's stupid. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'll wait for somebody to the it. Oh man! That. Thank you. There needs to be a that needs oh, to be
3: a drop. I think it's stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. You're stupid. Oh boy. <laughs> You stupid. Uh, so What's nine plus ten? Twenty-one. You stupid. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I, I, you know, that's why I understand why we don't have like three hundred million listeners because I watch all of the sports shows, several of them. If I don't watch them live, I record them and I watch them when I can, because um, I do have a job. So, <laughs> but. Um, and I got I, I got into an argument with a guy, a basketball argument, at a bar a few weeks ago, and we were talking about LeBron and the Cavs, and and he was telling me how, um, if Kyrie and Gordon uh, uh, Hayward was healthy, they would have they would have beat um, the Cavs, and I said, how do you know that? And he said, well, everybody knows that. I said, but I'm not asking about everybody. I'm asking you a question. Why do you think that? He goes, well, it's common knowledge. I said, really? I said, so because it's common knowledge, you don't have any, like, you don't have anything other than to say if. I said, so you you, you think this team that was just learning how to play together, um, that when um, I recall Cleveland whooping their – buttocks earlier in the season. Um, and, you know, LeBron knowing Kyrie so well, you just automatically assume that that's just the way it would have been. And he goes, yeah, I'm telling you, that's the way it would have been. And I said to him, I said, well, do you, do you know what Chris Berman says? And he went on on his tangent about how he knows Chris Berman and all that. I'm like, I didn't ask you that. I said, Chris Berman says this is why they play the games. I said, because you don't know. You know, and see, from where I'm sitting is I get sick and tired of – one, pointing out the painfully obvious, and two, um, the, the flip-flop. You know, it, it, it happens. They, they change. I mean, I'll give, you, I'll give you a classic example. Now, he admitted to flopping, but it still doesn't mean it's okay. I watched Stephen A. Smith just say, Tiger Woods will never win another major. Just said it after the U.S. Open. Tiger Woods will never win another major. He doesn't have that look in his eye. Finishing in the top 10 is okay. He can't put four days uh, together. He'll never win another major. I don't know if any of you guys follow golf, but the PGA Championship last major of the year just happened. Tiger uh, came in second with a minus 14, had his lowest final round of his career in a major at 42 years old. I saw that. I thought it was freaking
0: amazing, man. If he, if he had gotten amazing. to a better start, he would have won. Oh, it, it, yeah. It, it,
1: it,
0: the reality made, of it he he is
1: had he could have. The, just the had of a big big is, bad shot down at the end. Yeah, he did. The, the reality of it is the last two majors, he could have won either one of them. Okay, now obviously, hey, it's yep. sports, but but he could have won, especially this last one. Um, but that guy Brooks was, you know, he he just was unflappable. Good for him. But he could have won. So now it's like, okay, yeah, you know, now, now we think, well, hey, hold on. I said all along Tiger won another major. I don't know that he'll catch Jack. He's got to get four more to catch Jack. I don't know. But he's going to win at least one or two more. I've said that all along. So now all of a sudden, after the last two majors, now here come all these Monday morning quarterbacks talking about Tiger winning win another major. Well, I don't want to hear you tell me that now after we saw him play so well. Like, that's my problem. And it, and, it, and it goes to, Jay, your point about all the hype over the rookie quarterback. They ain't done nothing yet. They sounded like K Star, for crying out loud. About the Hall of Fame, boy. He, he, he pauses for effect. <laughs> um, you know Ooh. what I mean? Like, you know, like, come on. Stop it. Bill Parcell said it. Put down the anointing oils. Let, let's let these guys play. Let's see what happens. But relax it's just ridiculous. And and really? Saquon Barkley's gonna be better than Ezekiel Elliott? Can the guy can now I don't even know now he might even be injured already. You know, like come on. It's just it's just they want to sensationalize something. Zeke's been in the league two years. He's averaging um a hundred yards a game for every game he's played, because remember he missed six. He's a phenom. He's a top back in the NFL. He has showed that he's a top back in the NFL. This guy ain't played one snap of regular season football yet, but we're going to sit here and talk about he's going to be better than Zeke. Can we get through five or six games first? I mean, we've got Zeke, we've got Bell, we've got Gurley, but this guy's going to be better. Come on now. Really? It's just... All right, Jay. Ah, Jesus Christ. It's just annoying. (laughs) And oh, please, please, if I have to hear one more person say that the Lakers are going to lose to the Warriors in the... fight, It's freaking August! It's August of 2018. We just barely got through the finals two months ago. And now I got to listen to you guys talk about how LeBron is going to take the Warriors to the finals, but he's going to lose to Golden State. That's your prediction in August. 10 months ahead of time. We've got trades, we've got injuries. You know, we ain't even gotten into the season yet. Firings, like really, but y'all know y'all gonna make these predictions now. I don't want to hear it. That's why we don't do our predictions till it's time to do our predictions. And I damn sure ain't gonna get involved in no hype from no no rookie. Okay, you want to talk about who should start in Cleveland, Tyrod Taylor or Baker Mayfield? Okay, that's a reasonable discussion. I understand that the team sucks. They're one in thirty-one in two years. You got a first-round draft pick who's a Heisman Trophy winner, and you got a quarterback. That, uh he's kind of okay. Both just joining the he team. To the playoff with, last year, what's that? I thought he took the Bills to the playoffs. He, he did took the Bills to the
0: playoffs.
1: He did. He did, and they liked him so much that they traded him. But um, he did. <laughs> he did. Um, so you know, Jay, yeah, I get disgusted with it, man. Right, that's a long-winded answer to say, it's stupid.
0: It's stupid. <laughs> it, it
1: really is. I mean, I, I've
2: heard and, and, and seen articles, I've seen the shows too, and folks are talking about how Mayfield should be starting or he should be in serious consideration. I heard about uh, Donald and with the Jets, and he should be in serious consideration. I'm thinking it's one preseason game, and they didn't even play against, the, the the first team. That's number one. Number two, everybody seems to forget there's three different seasons in an NFL season. There's the preseason, then it ramps up to the regular season, then it ramps up to the postseason. And everybody's already quick to say, "Oh, this guy needs to be the starter. That guy needs to be a starter." Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> and 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 these are these these are Bruh. articles written by folks that have. 20 years of experience in the NFL. Are you – if you're smoking something, let me get a hit, because that's some good stuff you got there. 20 years yeah. worth of experience, and then y'all going to come out Oh, they, they they need to start them. Okay. Get, get them out there and start them, especially the ones that talk about the Browns Mayfield need to start. You've seen the coach, the quarterback carousel with that whole organization. They throw folks in the fire. Look what happens. You've got now a, a, a capable quarterback in Tyrod Taylor. Let Mayfield learn as much as he can from Tyrod. Until Tyrod stinks up the joint, then it's a different story. But until then, just sit down, shut the hell up, have some coke, and I could just shut up and let him play.
1: Well, you know what, Jay? I'm going to disagree. Play. I'm going to disagree with that one. I, 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 That's the one discussion I think is a valid discussion because you're bringing in a guy – who is a Heisman Trophy winner, first-round draft pick. Yes, we know all the trouble they've had in Cleveland, which is why they made a point to go up and get him. Um, to a guy who, yes, although he did take the Bills to the playoffs, I don't know that he's anything special. He's okay. You know, he, it's, not like, it's not like it's you know when Aaron Rodgers was drafted and they had Brett Favre, you know what I mean? Or when the, the 49ers had Joe Montana and they brought in Steve Young or the Cowboys with Aikman and Steve Walsh sure. you know, we're talking about um, a, a team that's one in 31 in two years and the coach is on the hot seat. Like he can't have another season. He's got to get six to eight wins to keep his job. So I think that's the one that I think is a reasonable discussion because there's so many variables they brought in. It's not like they're talking about the guy that's been the, the starter for five years. And they, they've been to the playoffs three out of five years, and then they went and got Baker Mayfield. No, their, their quarterbacks have pretty much sucked. And now what do you do? Do you go with the veteran who's won some games in this league, or do you say our future is Baker, he's a number one draft pick, and we need, we need to win, and we need to go ahead and get him out there to win now? Because, you know, the whole thing of getting him out here to learn – Who's he learning from? If he's sitting behind Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Big Ben or Drew Brees, I agree. Those are those are Super Bowl winners, those are proven top performers year in and year out. That's not Tyrod Taylor, though. I I don't know that I, I don't I don't know that if you put Tyrod in, it's because Tyrod's got experience. And will Baker pick up a few things here and there? Sure he will. But I, I don't know how much I want Tyrod Taylor teaching my, my you know, guy that I hope is going to be the face of this franchise. I don't know that he's the quarterback that I want teaching him. You know, Ben, Drew, Brady, Rogers, um, Eli even. Yes. Yeah, but Eli's got two Super Bowls. What's that?
4: But he's the only one out Everybody's
1: there
0: right not now that. And
4: to have that. And, and you can't take veteran experience from granted just because he's not one of the four horsemen. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I Otis said Eli. Plays, I, I, plays
0: well,
1: well I, I would question well. I, I don't know about well. I think he's
4: look, man. The team went it. to the playoffs and dude, and dude was quarterback. And any, and any anybody else, we tend to give them accolades, but with Tyrod. Okay, but why is it if, it, if he if he was
1: that good, why why isn't he on the team anymore? Then
4: he's on. There's a team, the reason he's, he's no longer a Buffalo team. Bill?
1: Right, that's my point. You, you keep saying he he took him to the playoffs. Well. If 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 that was such an impressive feat, why'd they let him go? No, what's their quarterback if, 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 if if don't of like, man. What's that?
2: I'd like to see the think. Bills quarterback situation doesn't look that great either. Well, you know? that,
1: okay, but that my my point is they obviously felt that they needed to move on from Taylor because they let him go. So I don't know. I don't know how much I want to pat him on the back for taking a team to the playoffs, and then the very next season he's no longer the starter on that team. So they know yeah, something we say, don't know. But to,
4: but to say, oh, I don't know if I want him to learn from. Dude, dude is a veteran, which means he knows things about the game that what's that what's name doesn't know. You know what I'm saying? That's that. That's where I that that's the statement that I have an issue with. He, he's a veteran. There's something what's name can learn from him.
1: Hands down. I, I, well, that's that's your position, and I respect that, but that's why you have coaches. <laughs> that's why you have – I mean, you have your quarterback coach, you've got your offensive line coach, you've got your offensive coordinator. I mean, there's a reason you have coaches. Not every team is set up to have a great quarterback or a solid quarterback that's going to mentor a younger quarterback. Look at what happened but with there, RG3. There are reasons, I get that, but there are also reasons why teams do – have
4: the second or backup quarterback be a veteran. In this case, it's a starter. But right,
1: there are, right.
4: But there are, teams, there, there are reason why teams, teams have veterans on there, and there are reason why teams take this position where they go get a quarterback, they go get a, a veteran quarterback to be the starter so the rookie doesn't have to start because they want them
1: to learn. Yeah, but, but, they want them to making, and watch the game. I, I agree with you, but that's not a blanket statement. Just because he's a veteran doesn't mean that Baker should be learning from him. That's my point. Should a rookie learn from a veteran? Well, who's the rookie and who's the veteran? And in this case, I don't know that I'm convinced that this rookie needs to learn from this veteran. Could it be, could he learn from certain veterans? Absolutely. I even put Eli in the mix. You know, there are veterans that he could learn from Philip Rivers. Absolutely. I just don't I, – I don't – I'm not all that impressed with Tyrod Taylor. I'm just not. And ne- obviously, neither were the Bills because he's gone. So he's going in, learning a new system at the same time, and I, I just – right now, I don't know. And that's why the question is – now, they're saying right now that Taylor's going to start, but that Baker's looking pretty good. So let's see what happens because <laughs> – you know that week one is going to be interesting to see who the starter is. Right now, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is teaching him anything. I think Tyrod, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor is trying to get the starting job. That's what he's trying to do. He, he's saying, "I want of to be course. the starter." Right. So it's going to yes, be interesting. So, feel like right. so right. So so my, my so this whole conversation is why I said to JB, I think that's a valid discussion. I think that one right there is valid. They're not all valid. Sometimes they are jumping a gun on these rookies. Um, but I do think it's a team-by-team team situation by situation. And there are times where it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, no. You know, no, no, there's nothing to discuss. This guy needs to sit on the bench and get some seasoning. Well,
2: I, I think folks in such a rush right now to get Mayfield out on the field because of one game, and, and that goes back to what we stated before. One game's worth of halfway decent success – Shouldn't anoint you a starting quarterback position
0: when you need to
2: come in and, and learn the ropes a bit. If 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 Tyrod Taylor can't win games, stinks up the joint. Then I, I'm in full agreement. Then 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 Baker needs to get in there. But if Tyrod is playing good ball and they're winning games, there's no need to bring uh, Mayfield in.
1: Have him sit there and learn. And frankly, I don't agree with you at all. I think you haven't battled it out. and Whoever plays best, you give them the job. This team has lost 31 out of 32 games. I think they've done a left losing. Uh, it ain't time to experiment and say, okay, we're going to give this guy the job just because he's a veteran. No, let's give the guy who plays best the job. This is meritocracy. Who is going to go out here learn this system and be more effective? If Taylor goes in because of his experience and because he's just better right now and wins the job, great. It's your job to win. You get in there. And as long as you're playing well and win, you keep the job. But if Baker can go in there in this season, in the preseason, and play well, now, is it presumptuous right now? Yes, of course. It's only been one game. We, I don't disagree with you there, but I think the question is a valid one. We've got three more preseason games. Let's see who plays better. You know, And I'm in full agreement that if, if Tyrod can play well, show he's got a command of the offense and play well. I mean, frankly, he should be able to win the job. But if Baker goes out there and plays consistently well and lights it up, Tyrod might be holding that clipboard. That's all I'm saying. Well, He might be holding that clipboard. Anything's possible
2: because it's Cleveland. It would be interesting if we're going to see the same type of situation we saw with the Seahawks where they brought Matt Flynn in and thought he was going to be the one starting and and the – the, the unknown of Russell Wilson took over, and next thing you know, Matt Flynn and his I don't know what was it 42 million dollar contract, whatever it was, he and his money go bye bye. So who knows, but hopefully because I'm, I'm, I'm not a Cleveland fan by any stretch, but I'm tired of seeing them in the dog drum, so I would like to see him gain a few games and, and, and win for a change, just to change the narrative of that of that particular organization. So hopefully things turn around. I don't really have huge hopes based on what I've seen so far over the last few seasons, but you never know. Something good's got to
1: happen. Oh, I could care less whether they want want to lose. But, <laughs>
3: but can, I'm going can just say, it sounds say, like you kind of, real quick, just just to get some commentary, it, uh, listening to this, actually, Jay, you kind of made T's point for him with the Matt Flynn Russell Wilson example. Yep. If Pete Carroll were under the uh, same mindset as you, Russell Wilson wouldn't have started his rookie season, you know. Um, instead, he, you know, he, he won the competition. He, that was his calling. Hey, we open competition. He, they evaluate the players. Russell Wilson was either as good, if not better, and he got the start. So I mean, I don't think it should ever be blanket, um, like T said. I think it should be evaluated on you know whoever's on the roster. And if Baker is even slightly a little behind Tyrod. I mean, if you think about it, for what you would hope that he would grow into, that might put him over the edge, too, uh, because if it's so close to where it's a toss-up, why not let the rookie play? They've lost 31 games in the last two years. Um, they need to start developing the future. So it makes sense, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, well, And okay. I get
2: all of that. Yeah, I just, you, where I'm coming from is the fact that it's one game and people are, are – so hyped up over
0: it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, no,
2: get that. If play this that. way throughout the entire preseason, well, that's a whole different discussion. I'm not expressing yeah. it myself because it just doesn't happen often. But if something like that does occur, then, then I could understand that. I wouldn't have too much of an issue with it because he's outplaying him if that does happen.
1: I guess I'm okay with it only because it's Cleveland and any reason they have to be happy about something, let them have it. <laughs> you know, that team, that team, that, 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 the poor sports franchise, they deserve, through so much, happiness. <laughs> they deserve to get a little happiness. And, you know, you know, and if, and if they got all excited because Baker looked pretty good. Okay. I agree with you, Jay, when the media jumps all over it and wants to blow it up. Yeah. Okay. Y'all they can shut up, but you know, if the fan base wants to get excited and be like, Oh damn, did you see what Baker did? He was five for five or whatever the hell he was, you know, Give a little something celebrate. Yeah, they, right, no no they celebrate. I mean, if he
2: doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to throw a party. Right. Right. I mean, shoot, Cavaliers don't want the championship, so we don't even know if any Browns fans are going to show up to these games. I mean, <laughs> they don't got their quota. They good. They always show up. I'll give them that. Yeah, they do. I'm, I'm messing. Yeah. Right, right,
1: right. Okay. Uh, Okay, that was a good one. Any other topics that you guys wanted to cover that we didn't cover? You know what,
2: T, I actually did have another one. I don't mean to hog this part of the segment, but I wanted to get your take on yeah, did. to bring it back to T.O., <laughs> not 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 the Hall of Fame speech, but the fact that you tried out for a CFL team like a day afterwards.
3: What are your thoughts on that?
1: Disappointed. I think he's totally um, – I, you know, you're you a gold jacket wearer now, man. You know, you're in the Hall of Fame now. And um, the next day you go and try out for a CFL Saskatchewan team. I mean, I don't know why he's so adamant on wanting to play at 44 years old. Um, I do believe that if anybody can do it, it's him. I believe if there's anyone that could play at 44, it's T.O. But I don't get – I I just, I I wish I could understand, um, you know, I don't want to get too philosophical, but I I think I said this. I think I said this before. I I wish, I I, I want T.O.'s, and I don't have any connection to T.O. I mean, he, I tweeted him once when he left Dallas and he actually tweeted me back and thanked me and all the Cowboy fans for for their support. So, you know, I, 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 I don't know him at all. But I think his family and inner circle needs to really take care of him because I just see him as just broken. He's just a broken soul. And um, I'm glad he's on the cover of the Madden Hall of Fame edition. That was a nice tribute. Um, I might even buy it this year. Although I say that every year and then I don't buy it. But maybe this year I will. Um, I just think that there's – I don't know what he's searching for. But if maybe if he had went to this, you know, to the speech and did his speech, maybe he would have got it then. I don't know. I just – I don't like it. You are – listen, you know, like I said, there were three wide receivers that we talk about, and he's one of those three, okay? And now you're going to sit there and try out for – a, a CFL team because no NFL team will give you a look-see. I just wish you wouldn't dilute what you've done your entire career. You know, I don't, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Ali at 38, but I did, and he got whooped by Larry Holmes. You know, <laughs> I don't want, you know, I, I don't want to see Mike Tyson at 40, but he did, and he got whooped. You know, I don't want to see Michael Jordan at 39 and 40. Now, 39, Michael's pretty damn good. <laughs> 40, he wasn't quite as good. But 39, he was pretty damn good. But I really don't want to see that. I like the last memories of Michael taking that shot and holding that pose and walking off into the sunset. You know, I, I just think when it's over, it's over. And it's easy for me to say because I've never been a world-class athlete. But I don't want to see Usain Bolt come back at the next Olympics and try to win again. You know, I, you, know you, you, you did 15 years. You had a great career. I don't want to see it. I, I don't like it. You know, and I get it. It's, it's, there's nothing like when you're on top. But now your job is to find, you know, what's your next? Where can you find your next passion? Where can you find what's going to make you as fulfilled as when you were on the football field? What's out there? I don't know what it is, but now um, is the time to be looking for that because football's done. And It's over. And you need to accept it. And I think his friends and family need to help him accept it, and he needs to find his next passion. Yeah. So that's how I feel. Yeah,
2: agreed. I think something's missing. I think, um, I think there's some trouble on the horizon for him if he doesn't get it together. It seems like he's trying to fill a gap that really can't be filled with what he's doing. So hopefully nothing bad happens, but uh, I'm with you. I got to
0: about it. Yeah.
1: So. All right. Anything else, guys? This is now the J. Floyd session. Any other anything else? All right. Oh. Oh.
4: The last thing, man. Uh, yeah. I'd say I'm finally uh, glad that this rookie finally got in the camp. I don't know why. Oh yeah. We had to have the last rookie to hold out 29 days. <laughs> to get in camp, just to protect his guaranteed money. Oh okay. My, and do y'all do y'all understand the language of what it, of what it was all about? Uh, y'all probably didn't follow it like I did because y'all no, don't care. I, I but did. I, I, it makes sense to me. I
2: ain't mad at him. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, it, it's just it's just when you get excited that you that you that, that your team has drafted. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the next Pro Bowl or Hall of Fame middle linebacker. And you need this dude, and you won't, you this dude needs to be in camp as soon as possible. Boom, hold out. But I can't blame them because they changed the helmet rule.
0: Which oh, still I did hear about this. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I met that
4: yep. They they changed the helmet rule, which they're struggling to call correctly anyway. Uh if you if you've managed to see uh preseason games and they still can't get it right. Um and thankfully it's not just against defense, it's against all players. Can't lower your head. So he wanted to, he wanted they wanted his guaranteed money to be protected from that. And then the other stipulation that was in there was he wanted his guarantee money to be protected from non football plays on the football field, fighting, things like that, bumping the ref. Uh, and it really came down to the number of suspensions. So if he suspended three times or more for the helmet issue, then they can they can uh, they can recoup guaranteed money. If he suspended two times or more for any uh, on-field issues in between plays, they can recoup guaranteed money. Uh, But apparently, that's what these rookie contracts are coming down to, trying to protect their guaranteed money. And ever since Bosa got his contract fully guaranteed, almost every rookie contract is about fully guaranteed.
1: Mm. Yeah, I ain't mad at him, but I'm glad he he finally got in. I ain't mad at him, though. Yeah. I I did hear about it. Yeah.
2: I heard something about they did the same thing for, I can't remember who it was last year. But basically, they they waived his fine, and they said they'd do the same thing for him. He's like, no, I want that in writing. Because y'all could just arbitrarily change your mind with me, so put it in writing. And that's when they kept handing yeah, it out true. back and forth. So I ain't mad at him for that. Get it in writing. If if y'all are going to waive it
4: uh, on the hush-hush, put it in the word word. Yeah, and initially, the bear stands was the fact that Danny Trevathan got suspended for something for similar last season and they didn't touch his guaranteed money and that was Chicago's initial initial uh, position but I mean they knew they weren't going to do it so they agreed to it but the uh, in between betu- but it's like the non-football plays things was that's a different story mm-hmm. it was no, like, it's
0: all about hey. money.
1: yeah okay alright um, so I guess I guess that's it. Train said that was it. That was all he had. So, uh, let's go around and get final comments before we get on out of here. Final comments. Uh, K-Star, final comments. Happy to be back uh, with you,
3: fine gentlemen, on TMV. Um, Outside of that, I'm just excited for the rest of this preseason to play out and uh, get your guys hot takes all year. Let's
1: do this. Like it. JB, final thoughts.
2: Uh, I echo K-Star's sentiments. Good to be back on. Good to uh, have the fellas reunited again. And then just to kind of piggyback off what I was saying before, and until you said it right with Parcells, let's put away the anointing oil until we really see a full amount of, of tape on these young players. Everybody's quick to put folks in the Hall of Fame after two quarters. Let, let's slow down. Let's see what what they do when the regular season comes and uh, and take it from there.
0: Dilly Dilly! Dilly Dilly! dilly. All right. (laughs) Nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, last but not least, Dr. Train, final thoughts.
4: Well, it does feel good to be back. I am excited about the football season. I'm excited about my team. I'm excited about the parody um, and uh i i i don't I want to say just – i i I don't know if I wanna call it prediction, but I do not think the Browns will be the worst team in the league this year, and I'm really trying to trying to think hard as who that might be. I think that trophy will go to somebody elses year. hopefully not us uh I think we're better. But uh <laughs> you just never know what happens in this league, man. So yeah. Football is back. The uh put this marriage on hold because
1: football season is here, plaque is up. Let's get it. I just want everybody to know his wife is not listening, nor is she in the same room with him with as he said <laughs> put this marriage on hold. So everybody to know this. Okay. <laughs>
0: And my
1: dad my dad used to always say when him and mom didn't agree on something, he always made the final decision, but he always said it when she wasn't around. You know what I'm saying? So you know. <laughs> so um <laughs> smart man. Yeah, it is a very smart man. So um listen, I don't have a lot to say. Um great to be back, great to have football back. I hate winter, I hate cold weather. Um, so listen, I don't want to talk about summer being over and any of that garbage. Everybody still get out there and enjoy summer because we're still in summer. We still got over, we got five weeks, of officially five weeks of summer left. Okay. Like really, can we stop with the summers almost over garbage that I keep hearing everybody talking about, we got a long way to go. So everybody still enjoy your summer, but at the same time, we're going to try to bring in a little football. Um, and, uh, you know, with fantasy drafts coming up. I think next week, guys, I'd like us to do for, like, the first time ever, let's do a full fantasy football show. Let's talk about just fantasy next week, okay? And we can talk about format and stuff offline. But next week, let's just cover fantasy football because a lot of drafts are coming up uh, in the next few weeks. So, um, you know, we're going to cover it. now. Now, here's the thing. What's going to be interesting for us is we're also all in – Leagues together <laughs> so, so You know it's going to be interesting How much information we're going to want to share Because we're in leagues together too But let's give it a try Let's give it a try <laughs> let's,
0: just,
1: let's just see how, how we do this You know what I mean I'm curious how we do this um, So next week let's talk fantasy football We all play it, we all know it um, I've been a I'm a two-time champion um, Train in any of your leagues, have you been a champion? Um, Take too long to answer. That's a no. K Star is a champion. <laughs> um,
0: JB, have you I ever been, been a champion? Champion leagues? I, I did not run. <laughs> <laughs> Took too long to answer. I'm not thinking running. about it. <laughs> well, I, I, I no. Nope. <laughs> so JB, yeah, have you right, been a champion? Man. <laughs>
2: no nah, just semi is that shit.
1: hopefully i get to be hey, yeah, okay so so k-star and i are are, are, are are you know we've been champions um i've got two k-star what do you got like seven something like that i don't know what do you got yeah some number of that sort yeah i know you got a lot of them so um so maybe K Star can, you know, maybe we'll just all shut up and listen to K Star next week. So, um, but yeah, let's talk
3: fantasy football. Hey, you know what's what's you know? what's good real quick is um, I have two drafts this coming weekend, so I'll be fresh, fresh off a couple of drafts, uh, okay. to share some insights on that. So
1: looking okay. forward to that. Well, our two drafts aren't until the following Sunday, so um, yep, yeah, yeah. so so okay, cool. So all right, so listen, um. Hey, great first show. Good to be back. And i um, looking forward to more football talk, more of TMV. You, you'll notice me saying TMV more and the Madden voice less. It's just trying something different, really. We're still the Madden voice. But, you know, let's just try TMV. I mean, ESPN goes by an acronym. TMZ goes by an acronym. You know, let's try TMV. We know we're the Madden voice, but we're going to try to go by TMV for a while, see how that plays out. Just trying something a little bit different. That's all. You know why? Because we can. So, for Dr. Train, for K Star, and for JB, thank you all for tuning into the Madden voice. Uh, We will see you next week. We're going to talk fantasy football. And uh, hey, (laughs) still matters. All feuds are settled on the field. See you next week. Good night, everybody. That's